0: It's an opportunity attack. Hello, fellow Grognards. This is Dean Geiken of the Grognards, doing a little bit of a uh, special edition of the Grognards. I'm going to call it kind of an opportunity attack, but really, what it came out of is from a show that I produce and have on my local radio station. It's called Geekin' with Geiken. And one of my guests is a very knowledgeable young man about movies and such. And so we got to talking about movies and things that are uh, good to watch during the apocalypse or the COVID-19 shelter-in-place order that we have here in the state that I'm recording at. And I thought it would be a nice little uh, extra-long Geekin' with Geikin'. And at the same time, I thought, hey, this would work out pretty well for the grognards to kind of fill in during our hiatus So, please enjoy. Now, granted, the quality is not as good as what it usually is because I am not recording this in the studio where we normally do it. I'm recording it at home and we're doing it through Skype and a very, very small speaker and a less than, um, how do I say it? It's a good microphone, but it's not quite what we have in the station where we do our normal recordings. So, anyway, here is that interview. Sit back and enjoy. Well hello fellow geeks, gamers, and grognards, this is Dean Geiken sitting behind the microphone and wanting to welcome Tommy Tracy into the studio. Tommy and I have a, uh, a history together, we have a show that we call Thursdays with Tommy Tracy and he comes into the radio station and we talk about the upcoming movies and things that are coming to us each month, we usually do it the first Thursday of every month, but... Since the COVID-19 pandemic has hit the United States and we are now in a shelter in place order by our governor, we cannot get together. So we can't uh, share all the fun stuff that we normally do on Thursday, but that does not keep us from trying to put together some type of uh, janky little system here so that Tommy can join us and talk about all kinds of fun stuff related to movies and things like that. So, Tommy, welcome to, I don't know what we're going to call this, but welcome to the pandemic. Oh,
1: yeah, thank you. It's, it's Someday with Tommy Tracy, I guess, is what we can call it. Yeah,
0: it's Someday with Tommy Tracy. It's it's the, the apocalypse with Tommy Tracy. Yes.
1: I think I've seen enough movies that might be able to uh, to survive it.
0: Yes, I think so. So uh, first off, how are you doing? You uh, doing okay? You uh, work for a local restaurateur. And uh, so how are things with that?
1: Um, They're they're stressful. A little kind of taking it day by day, I guess, is what we're doing. We're trying to do limited hours of curbside service just so, one, we can make money and be sustainable, and two, get food to people because we are a pretty high-volume restaurant. Right. So it's been interesting. I mean, we're taking every precaution. I don't touch anything without gloves. Wash my hands fifteen times every two minutes. Uh, I usually have a bandana on as I go outside, just in case someone coughs on me as I'm handing them their food. So, you know, do, doing my best to not get sick and then infect other people.
0: Who is that masked man delivering me my food? It's none other than the Lone Tommy. <laughs> So, but things are okay. I mean, you guys are uh, getting orders and delivering food. They're doing the same thing here in my hometown of Paxton, where they're actually doing really good business. The community is supporting them uh one restaurant actually sold out of food on a day um because oh, they had wow. so many orders
1: that's that's fantastic. I mean, I'm glad that you know people are still supporting the local businesses. They're doing that everywhere around here, at least it looks like the still and um Watsons and Esquire are still getting a lot of orders so I hope it it continues and we can make some money to reopen eventually because it's not going to be cheap.
0: Right. It will not be. It will not be cheap. Everybody's going to feel the hurt eventually, and we're doing our best to support the local businesses. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We want to talk about what to do during a pandemic— or when you can't go outside, it's kind of like spring break, but not spring break, because you can't go to the movies, you can't go to the beach, you can't go to the bars. So, um, how is this affecting the movie industry? Are the, the movie theaters are closed, correct?
1: Yes, they are.
0: Okay, so, essentially, any new movie that you talked about <laughs> back at the first part of this month, did it get released, or did it not get released?
1: You know, we we knew about this this virus. I'd say what mid February is when it really came to the the like the public knowledge. Um, Mm -hmm. So pretty much everything in February, actually everything in February got released. And then I came on the beginning of March and I talked about Onward, which was the uh, Disney animated film, as well as The Hunt and Bloodshot, I believe. Right. And those got released. However, Onward got released. um, I think on the sixth. The other two were the 13th, and that's when this really became a gigantic issue. Where So those movies pretty much bombed because no one went to the theaters to see them. Because um, I, I love the movie theater, but you know it's not the most sanitary place on the planet.
0: That's true. And these movies didn't bomb because they were bad. Well, maybe Bloodshot did, but they didn't bomb because they were bad, but because literally nobody went to go see them.
1: that um, A Quiet Place 2 was pulled from its release, so was Mulan. Um, They don't have release dates yet. Um, And then No Time to Die, which is the 25th bomb film, supposed to open the first or second week of April, I can't remember which one, Um, also got pulled and pushed back to November. And then it was just a domino effect after that, everything just getting pushed back to either no date or a later release date. Like Fast and Furious 9... Was supposed to open in May. And it got pushed back to April of next year.
0: Oh my gosh. April of next year? Wow. Yeah. Um, so, okay. All these movies that are not being released, I did watch last night with my wife and my daughter and her boyfriend. We watched Emma on Amazon. Wasn't that a fairly new release that was still in the it, theaters? It
1: was. It got released, I believe, on the 6th. So, it, I mean, it's a two week
0: old film at this point three
1: weeks Mm -hmm. my math is bad but it's it's one of those weeks
0: right and it was a good film it was a lot of fun i mean it's a jane austen film so it's kind of predictable you've probably seen it two or three other times in a different form with different actors um but uh, it was a lot of fun to watch it was 20 dollars for us to i don't know i guess we bought it (laughs) or whatever but it was cheaper than going to the movie theater and we made our own popcorn and had our own drinks um, but that seems to be how things are being done right now. What movies do you know of that have been, um, sent to streaming that normally wouldn't be sent this soon after being released?
1: Yeah. Um, so Onward, which was the, like I said, the, the Pixar Disney film, um, I believe it's on demand now. And then it'll be on Disney plus at the beginning of next month. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just came out, you know, huge Disney production, um, it's already already on demand, and then it's going to be on Disney Plus for all subscribers at the beginning of the month. Um, the Invisible Man, which came out at the end of the last month, just got released as well, which I rewatched. watched um, As you mentioned, Emma, um, I believe The Hunt is now on demand as well, which is kind of like a take on the most dangerous game. Mm-hmm. And then Bloodshot will be there um, sometime later at the end of this month, as well as Birds of Prey, I think, is at the end of the month. And then, um, Stock the Hedgehogs at the end of the month as well. And the new Trolls movie, which hasn't even been released, is going just straight to on-demand at this point. Because, you know, if you have two or three kids, why might not just spend the 20 bucks and watch it on Amazon instead of spending 60 bucks at the movie theater.
0: Right. So. Now... Do you think this might change the way Hollywood does things and maybe more importantly, the way they look at their bottom line? Because they're not going to make nearly as much money on these films, and yet these actors are still going to be expected to get paid what they got paid before. I mean, we are going to come out of this, and films are going to start being made, and people are going to start going back to the theater and stuff like that. But do you think there's going to have any long term effect on? The way Hollywood does stuff and the way that we as people go and see movies, do you think more people are going to be like, well, you know what? (laughs) That was kind of nice. I saw The Invisible Man, you know, two weeks after it went out to the theater, I saw it on demand at home. And to be honest with you, I've got a 70 inch TV that I sit eight feet away from and I can cuddle my dogs. I'd almost rather see a movie that way.
1: I think that's a nice thought at first until you realize that once this is over, Hollywood is pretty ruthless. They're going to make sure you don't see, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 anywhere but the movie theater, Mm -hmm. at least at first. Yeah. Or Back and Furious 9 or the next Marvel movie or the Batman movie. I mean, those movies are going to be, they're making their money back on what they spend on them. But something small for kids like Trolls World Tour or even, um... Lovebirds, which is a comedy movie that was supposed to be released, is just gonna it's gonna be put on Netflix. Um, you know, I, I think depending on the type of movie, it's it's I don't know, it's a little touch and go. It's, it's hard to assume what we're gonna see, but I I know for a fact that there's no way that movie theaters are gonna go down without a fight, and that's my safe haven. I'm not gonna go see, you know, I I, I I know how to illegally stream a movie. I'm never going to do it. I'm right. going to go see it at the movie theater. I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to sit in my safe space, and that's where I'm going to watch a movie. But people will, you know, find a way to watch something regardless. So they adapt. the movie theaters adapted to that, and they still make millions and millions of dollars. I think, I think they'll be fine in the long run.
0: Do you think we'll see an increase in the cost of movies over the summer and the fall and the winter? Oh,
1: um, my. I don't think so. Movies are expensive as is. We have plenty of people like me who have the AMC A list or the Cinemark one, which is gonna be pretty similar, um, where you pay a certain amount and you can see three movies a week. I mean I I don't think they'll be going up as much as people think they were. I mean I'm asking it is already about sixteen bucks a pop. I I don't see it I don't see it popping up. I mean maybe maybe popcorn and drinks will be a little more expensive, but you know, if you need a if you need a giant popcorn and a drink when you go to the movie anyway, you know you're spending 30, 40 bucks
0: as is. Right. You don't just go to the movie, you know, without planning ahead. Um, right. So there's a lot of movies now that are kind of on hold uh, in terms of their production. Um, mm-hmm. It's even affecting some of the series, like, you know, the uh, CBS All Access. They said that uh, Star Trek Discovery, the third season, is being held up a little bit, but not as bad as some. And then a lot of movies that were being made for... Amazon, uh, for me, closest to my heart, the Lord of the Rings. I don't want to want to call them a prequel, but that's what they're going to be. Um, they're on hiatus right now because of yeah. the, of the disease. Um, what else have you heard about that's being affected by the uh, COVID nineteen virus?
1: Um, so, I mean, a lot of movies this year, excuse me, are at least um, finished. So, something like Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. It's already finished, but they're still in kind of the editing process. So that is going to be affected in some way, shape, or form. I don't know really know how yet. It's a lot of movies that are supposed to be released in the next year or two. So, for instance, um, the new Batman film, which will be released next year, is on complete hold until, you know, this all blows over. Um, something like... Um, what's another one that I know for a fact is on hold? Oh, the Spider-Man... Three Marvel Spider Man Three. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to start filming either this month or next month. That's on hold. Um, the Uncharted movie is on hold. Um, the uh, New Halloween, which was finishing up, is on hold. So we'll see if that even gets released at the end of the year. I mean, pretty much everything that was in development is just stopped.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. So we've got our streaming. We've got Netflix. We've got Hulu. We've got all these, you know, on demand stuff. And we're stuck at home. So what should you, or what would you recommend that we start watching? What is, what's bingeable? What is what is Tommy Tracy's apocalypse movie watching list? All right,
1: well, I don't know. I own most of these that I'm going to mention, so <laughs> I don't know if these are on any platforms. Regardless, you can probably rent most of them on Amazon Prime.
0: Is, uh, Red, is Can we still get DVDs from places like Redbox and, I mean, our...
1: You know what? I'm not sure if Redbox is open. I have not. Yeah. I have not. Ch- I know Family Video is for some weird reason that's considered an essential business, <laughs> which I know that's ridiculous because just you know shut it down. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you can still go to Redbox. Redboxes are mm-hmm. kind of disgusting, at least around here. So I would take some gloves or some Clorox bleach or something to uh, kind of wipe it down before you go get one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's there's a lot that I've been watching, not all related to the subject. Like, I just blew through the entire Leprechaun series for um, St. Patrick's Day. Currently working on Back to the Future right now, because my friend Olivia has not seen any of them, which is surprising to me. Oh my gosh, what Um, rock
0: has she been under?
1: Yeah, I know, that's that's what I said. (laughs) Um, But there's, I mean, some other things that are apocalyptic or virus-spreading things that I've watched such as Outbreak, which is on Netflix, which is uh, from 1995. It's got Dustin Hoffman, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, um, Rene Russo. Fantastic movie, very nerve-wracking with the current climate we're in. Um, But if you kind of want to live on the edge a little bit, go watch Outbreak. Um, I saw that Contagion is one of the highest um, rented movies of the past two or three weeks, which is a fantastic film from about 2011 it's got a all-star cast of just people kind of working through a pandemic that kills, I think 80% of the population. So again, if you're looking to either rack up your anxiety or kind of, you know, stifle it, that's a good one to watch. Um, and I personally started rereading the stand for the first time since high school, which is one of my favorite Stephen King books about, again, a virus that kills, I think 99% of the population. Um, it's a 1,400-page book, so it'll take me a while to get through it, obviously.
0: I think that they'll have a cure for the uh, virus before you finish that book.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. You mentioned CBS All Access, which was supposed to air a new miniseries of The Stand at the end of the year. I I wonder if that's a little too uh, close to the chest, you know, at this point, if they'll kind of scrap it or if they're going to air it, you know, once this all blows over. But it's, the, the Stand's a very scary book just kind of based off of how quickly and easily the virus kills people. So I don't know if it'll be a little too fresh when that, you know, finally arrives.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I've not actually read The Stand. My wife has, I believe. Uh, Maybe I should read it. But I've got so many things that I've got on my list to read now. Um, So there's the other good thing is there's always books to read, even if you don't want to watch a movie. It seems like people forgot that, you know, you can read a book too to pass the time.
1: Hunger Games is a good one. It's post-apocalyptic, so if you want to read more of a young adult version of that, I guess the Hunger, Hunger Games is one as well. Yeah. Um, I've got the Mad Max series kind of on hold, so I'm going to throw those down as well. I know you're a big fan of Mad Max, so... I am. Um, I can't wait to rewatch Road Warrior and Thunderdome, because I don't think I've seen them in about five or six years.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Despite being poo-pooed by most audiences, I still think Thunderdome is a good Mad Max film. It was. It's a little more bright... Than the Road Warrior, um, and then Fury Road kind of makes up for it after that. But it's definitely worth watching. Um, other movies for kind of post-apocalyptic, I'm sure you've heard of the movie The Road with Vigo Mortensen. Have you watched that one? Oh
1: yeah, Thanks. fantastic.
0: That is a fantastic movie, and I highly suggest that for anybody who has not had a chance to watch it, or maybe if it's been a number of years. I think it came out in what 20 oh, before the. Viggo, tw- I was going to say, before the 20-teens, that's for sure. Um, It's definitely worth a watch.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, A video game, if you've got time to play some video games that's similar, is a game called The Last of Us, which was released in 2013. You can stream it on PS4 or Xbox One. Um, Again, a very nerve-wracking, violent, sort of post-apocalyptic game, but very fun, one of the best games I've ever played in my life. And the sequel, actually, is supposed to come out in July or August, so we'll see if that happens as well.
0: Right. Well, speaking of video games, I it's been a long time since I've picked up a, a controller for my Xbox. It's been far too long, and I'm kind of mad at myself for letting it go that long. I picked up and bought a new game that just kind of came across my radar, and maybe coincidentally it's why it came up. Uh, it's called A Plague Tale and it's about the Black Plague during the Middle Ages, and you're a a young heroine who is trying to save her young brother while the plague is starting to ravage uh, parts of France and stuff like that, and it's a lot of fun. It's more of a puzzle-type game as opposed to a hack-and-slash, you know, survival-type game, and it's kind of cool. It's got a little bit of maker uh, abilities in it, but it's a lot of fun, and it's really well done. The graphics are great, and I have found that, boy, you put a xbox controller down for any amount of time and you are very slow to pick up those skills okay. again
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a steep learning curve for something with only four buttons
0: but yeah that you're right yeah speaking yeah.
1: of the black Plague, um and unfortunately the gentleman who was in the film i'm about to mention just passed away but the seventh seal would be another one oh, to yeah. watch at this time Showing max antito it's the, one of the best um i believe it's swedish if i'm not mistaken I th- um,
0: Yeah, it might be. I know that Jürgen yeah. Prochnow is in it, and he's one of my favorite actors. He's a German actor.
1: Yeah, this is a, a film that if people haven't seen it, they've at least seen at least a still image of the, the gentleman playing, with Max Antetov character, playing chess with death. It's it's quite
0: the journey, and it's a fantastic movie. Oh, wait a um, second! Dealing with sort of the
1: plague and sickness and that sort of thing, and kind of one man's
0: journey through it. Yeah, I ha- I have to take back what you said. The Seventh Seal—that's an Ingmar Bergman film, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking the Seventh Sign, which has got um, believe it or not, Demi Moore and Jürgen Procknow. That's I was confused.
1: I, I that's also a good movie
0: as well. Yes, it is. So. Hey, I'm impressing you, aren't I with my uh movie knowledge
1: <laughs> you you have you have at least twenty years of, of film
0: knowledge on me, so <laughs> yeah, but you've watched a lot more films in your young years than I think I ever did. <laughs> so so I,
1: I I got a degree in it, so I kind of have to know my stuff:
0: yes, uh my wife has uh, a very similar degree to what you have, but she's using it now, well. She used it to get her job, but she's not using it so much now. But she's in IT and all that kind of good stuff. But so, you know, I hope that you become one of these uh, big movie critics, kind of like, you know, Siskel and Ebert and all the other big guys. Because I would listen to you every day talk about movies, especially with the passion that you have for them.
1: I do, yeah. I mean, it just, that, that's your escapism. So, it's, you know, there's plenty of people that are kind of home right now, stir crazy, don't know what to do. Find something that entertains you and keeps you sane. So for me, it's movies and listening to music. And for other people, it might be, you know, working out or cooking or reading or writing. There's plenty of things to do while you're stuck at home. Um, and you don't have to be at home 24-7. You know, I go out and take my dog for like a 20-minute walk. And as long as you're kind of distancing yourself from everyone... It's a nice breather away from the confines of your home, but just find something to lose yourself in. Like I was saying, I was just rewatching the Back to the Future series, and you know, the movies I've watched regularly as a child. But I'm kind of losing myself in the wonderment of how much fun they are again, especially the second one, which is a, like, in my opinion, a criminally underrated movie. Um, there's there's something that you can find to do in this whole thing. Um, watch a bunch of movies, listen to a bunch of music, read, write make some music if you have the talent to, um, create something, cook something. I'm a terrible cook and I've been, you know, doing pretty all right for myself. So,
0: Yeah. I've been, uh, taking advantage of some of the extra time that I have because I'm doing some odd jobs around the house that have been kind of ignored because of lack of time. Um, I am working during the day, which I'm doing right now to create this, this kind of podcast. Uh, but, um, You know, I've also been doing some miniature painting and and doing some solo gaming and things like that. Things that I haven't had time to do because you'd believe, you, you wouldn't believe how much time 24 hours really is when we're not so worried about, you know, we've got to meet up with the friends to go to the bars or we've got to, you know, our lives have slowed down very quickly and it's taking a lot of people to kind of adjust to it. But I think they will adjust and I hope that in the end, people sit back and look and they go, wow, that was really kind of cool. I got to do some things that I really enjoyed. I got to, you know, I talked with my friends more on the phone, or I Skyped with them, or I video chatted with my grandmother, or my mom, or who's distant, and that type of stuff. Or I read an entire series of books that I never thought I'd get a chance to read. I I hope that in the end, all of this kind of makes us Look back at, like, wow, we don't need to be quite so hectic and quite so frantic and hysterical about having the latest and seeing the newest and all that kind of stuff. I I hope it kind of brings us back and dials us down just a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree.
0: So, well, um, have you got any other recommendations for people? Well, I do have another question for you before we kind of bring it to a conclusion. You're a big fan of the Oscars. That's your Super Bowl, right? So how do you think this is going to affect the Oscars next year?
1: Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting now that I I actually didn't think about that question at all. But um, I'm I'm hoping that, you know, I mean, preferably if I had my way, this would end today. But (laughs) it's not going to happen. But um, I'm hoping by the time the Oscar season movies come out, so, you know, September to December, this has all been but eradicated. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens. I mean, no film I've seen this year, in my opinion, is, you know, the Oscar movie yet, except for some categories, such as, like, I think The Invisible Man will get a lot of technical nominations, especially for, like, effects and editing and whatnot. Um, but we haven't really seen the Oscar contenders yet. And, I mean, if this continues, at this point, just cancel the Oscars but or postpone it, you know, whatever works. Um, but there's, there's a lot of, I wonder if it's going to be kind of like an asterisk, like, well, this stuff didn't get released this year, but it will be released next year or that mm-hmm. sort of thing.
0: Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. It'll, it all, it'll all come out in the wash eventually and we'll all be okay. If there's no Oscars, I know that you and many other people will be very disappointed, but they're also thinking about potentially postponing or canceling the Summer Olympics, which affects, far more people than the Oscars, so we just have to kind of hold our breath and wait and see what happens, and regardless of what happens, as long as we, like you said, eradicate this and we all get back to normal and and things, it'll be okay. We can go one year without the, you know, the Oscars or the Olympics or March Madness, all that kind of stuff. It's really, in the end, it ain't that important.
1: Yeah, I mean, and speaking of things and concerts, a bunch of stuff that got, you know, postponed or canceled. I have about six concerts I'm going to this year. Hopefully they still happen, but I get why they've been postponed. Um, even if they don't happen this year, I'm pretty confident that they'll say, okay, well, the makeup date is March of next year. I can wait. Um, you know, the NBA season, the NHL season, the MLB season have all been canceled slash postponed. It sucks, but it's the smartest way to get rid of, of what's happening Mm -hmm. that's why they're all doing it unfortunately i think there's a lot of selfishness going on like yes i was very excited for baseball to start in a week it's not going to happen that's okay i've got the mlb game to play i can do that (laughs) Um, and and like i said it's the smartest thing to do there's a a lot of people know this about me i'm a huge pro wrestling fan right um and around this time is wrestlemania which is the super bowl of wrestling essentially it's the one where they put it in a gigantic football stadium. There's 80,000 to 100,000 people from all over the world packed into a stadium for six or seven hours just screaming their lungs out. Um, they didn't want to cancel this, but they were sort of forced to do a new way of doing the, the WrestleMania card. So what they're doing is they're doing it in a empty um, arena that they have in Florida um, with no crowd, it's going to be very interesting to watch that next week, where you know this is an event built off crowd reaction. It's I always say wrestling's like a, a athletic soap opera. You know, it's these sweaty men getting together and performing like a dance, essentially. Um, but you need the crowd reaction live in the arena to kind of make it as special as it is, and they're not going to have that. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. Personally, I think they should have just postponed it, but they. The Mitch McMahon, the owner of WWE, is far too stubborn to do so. So he has this thing where it's gonna be broadcast live but with no one there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I saw someone mention they uh, they are a big wrestling fan too, and they said that watching wrestling without the crowd is just weird.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm not a big bank theory fan, but it would be like watching the big bank theory without the lap track. It's just Right. Weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, um, well, I think we're going to call it a a wrap on this little discussion about what to do, what to watch, and how the uh, pandemic has affected us all in terms of movies and and such like that. But I wanted to pass along a word for you because I think that you would appreciate this. I saw this somewhere. A friend of mine sent this to me in a text, and the word is a new noun. It's called a covidiot. And that is a person who does one of two things. They ignore all of the precautionary measures to reduce the uh, the spread of the disease by going out and, and seeing their friends and families and stuff like that. And the other one is a person who hoards all of the necessary supplies so nobody else has any. And this is a new <laughs> noun called a COVIDiot.
1: Yeah, I, I think we need to uh, make that a worldwide trend that way people <laughs> know how stupid they're being
0: right don't be a idiot.
1: yeah um you know you, you don't need 50 packages of toilet paper and you also don't need to be on the beach at spring break right now
0: right oh my gosh yes yeah <laughs> we're gonna and look you
1: know, i i want to i want to word to some people don't blame the millennial generation don't blame me that's all the 21 year olds which are not part of my generation right
0: what general on the
1: beach yeah not practicing social distancing.
0: What do you think we're gonna call that generation of kids that are born uh nine to twelve months from now?
1: <laughs> I saw something called the uh and then I saw one that when they're teenagers they're called the quarantines, which yes. I thought was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Quarantines, quarantinos, uh covidians
1: <laughs> Yeah. And it'll be interesting to you know, pr- probably the best time—not the best time—to get someone pregnant would be this time. But <laughs> hey, I'm not going to tell you how to live
0: your life. That's right. Well, on that note, I want to say thank you very much for uh, joining me in my—I don't know—it's not quite my studio; it's more of my hobby room where I keep a lot of my collection of uh, uh, swords and knives and guns and armor and things like that. So it's my hobby room. Um, so thank you for joining me and talking with me today, Tracy, uh, Tommy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm in the same room surrounded by all my collectibles and movies, so oh. I guess it's the comfort of what makes you comfortable.
0: Yep, exactly. And I'm well prepared because I've got like cutlery and firearms all around me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just in case the zombies come, we know where to go.
0: That's right, that's right. And you know what? When the uh, real apocalypse hits, you're going to have all of the entertainment and you're going to be like, you know, uh uh. In the Mad Max movie, you're going to be, like, at Barter Town, where you have the one and only movie theater that people can go to.
1: Yes, and I will not charge out the butt like movie theaters do. (laughs) All
0: right, yes, but you may have to get a uh, roll of toilet paper to get in. Yeah, of course. Right. Right. All right, well, Tommy, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, as always, you and I in our radio show, we always like to sign off with something that's cool and geeky. And I'm, I can't think of anything better for myself, but live long and prosper.
1: May the force be with you.
0: All right, take care, and we're going to talk again soon. Thanks much.
1: Wash your, hand. Wash your hands, everyone.
0: Okay, yes, I'll do that right now. Thanks.
1: <laughs>